So we're 96, 97, 98 for those who are keeping up. Alright guys, so I have not at all forgotten about this book. But I have been kind of uh, switching up my schedule, so because I haven't really been very often like at the beach, you know. Because uh, the weather did get a little uh, hectic, so I wasn't really at the beach too much. Um, well, it wasn't hectic, it was just hot. And, you know, I like to sit in the car when I record, and it's really uncomfortable sitting in the hot car, uh, even though I have AC and stuff. Um, I try not to really be in the car like, like that, um, especially lately, like lately it's just not ideal. So my recordings for that reason have certainly slowed themselves down. And as a result, um, you know, there are a lot of days that I'm not really following up with posting. Uh, so some of the smaller projects, like with the reading of these pages, I just haven't really gotten into it as much. Um, and I haven't really been labeling all my recordings all the time, which is a me problem, not an anybody else problem. But because I haven't really been labeling um, too often, uh... I've got, I've got to go back. I'm kind of backlogged right now, so it happens. It happens. I've just been busy, but otherwise, we're kind of getting a little back on track now. So page 96, 97, 98, um, we're talking about this judge, the victim, the belief system, the programming, um, and if you recall, this, uh, chapter six is the Toltec path to freedom, breaking old agreements. So if you remember breaking old agreements is, you know, based on the programming that we are given during our, um, domestication, you know, as we're being brought up and, taught you know how to live um we get taught what other people were taught and those other people who are teaching us are teaching us what they've been taught so um i like this quote uh at the bottom towards the bottom of page 96 it says there is no need to blame your parents or anyone who abused you in your life 
including yourself, but it is time to stop the abuse. And then it goes on to talk about, you know, even when you watch kids, when they're pretending to be adults, their expressions kind of change and you kind of notice how they kind of like act differently. But the author is going by this um, kind of mindset that, you know, our authentic self is that original child. Um, and uh, the freedom that children have to express themselves is different than that of adults. And the more we get kind of like roped into all of these um, kind of uh, judgments and victim mindsets, the more we're kind of uh, less and less free and more and more bound to those agreements, right? And so breaking the old agreements, you know, it isn't necessarily about placing blame. I do think, though, uh, in my own experience, it's, it is about, you know, being able to identify maybe areas or, like, things that led to something that might now be a trigger or led to some kind of um, negative mindset or led to um, some kind of just um, one thing leading to another, right? Um, I think, like, some of the negative experiences and patterns that I grew up around, I didn't really notice that there was anything wrong too much. Like, I didn't notice there was anything wrong to a point that maybe I could go, like, tell another adult or tell a teacher or go, like, like I wouldn't go out of my way to go, like, tell somebody what's going on because um, I just figured, you know, like... Um, it's maybe like an odd thing with my family or my household, but it's not like a big deal, even though I was unhappy with it and it wasn't maybe healthy, but you know, I didn't identify it as something where it's like, oh, I need to run away from home or, oh, I need to, you know, get some other adult or authority involved in this. Um, but also the people that I know that were toxic were kind of involved with the adults in my life so they were very close to the school they were very close to the church um so i think when i started realizing that maybe something was up that there were adults in my life um that were uh doing things that that weren't um um healthy were you know when other adults would kind of ask questions you know they you know they get a little people would get a little curious about like oh like how do you get disciplined or like if you do something wrong like what does that look like or like how do you feel around this person or that person and I think that's when I started realizing like oh like the you know I've got some problematic people in my life that are doing some problematic things and I started noticing that because when I would answer. I was just like, I'll answer honestly. And I would just kind of state my answer. And then when I stated it, I noticed that this other person 
was lying about it and they'd be like that never happened or like that's that's not accurate or like that never we don't do that in our in our you know in our family or in our circle of friends or like you know you know that's not that's not accurate and I was a kid so it was like why would I have had any reason to be lying about things but um yeah once I saw that there were were adults that were kind of like lying about those things that's when I was kind of like oh they know that they did something wrong that's why they're lying about it and just because I'm younger you know they think that you know they can just like kind of slightly bully me out of you know gaslight in a way to bully to kind of um get me to like discredit me you know to be like oh like that person they're just a kid they don't they don't really know like they don't really remember um and I've you know I've had those people in my life you know even even up to a few years ago kind of lying about stuff and and being like oh like like you know making up stories basically and you know I it was probably after a certain point where I realized that there were certain people that I knew that were adults that kind of would just like gaslight all the time and be lying about stuff and it was like I'm like you know my memory is not that bad you know like maybe it might be one-sided like maybe I can tell my side of the story but for people to be like saying that like stuff like that never happened or that it never came up um that was like a flat-out lie and so once I kind of realized that I was like that's when I was kind of aware that like something's up you know um and just how I would feel around certain people how I was like anxious and kind of like on you know on eggshells and just kind of didn't want to be around them as much as possible and even to this day I still kind of avoid them completely unless I absolutely either want to talk to them and and have a desire to do so or unless I feel like okay like I I kind of want to chat but yeah otherwise I'm usually just like to myself you know um I'm not really making too many um um you know um I'm just not doing too many too many things to you know too many I'm not taking too many steps to kind of like allow uh these types of toxic people to really use their kind of methods of toxicity against me you know like because I know they're not going to change uh they've got their own things going on to a point that they can't even manage that so um so when it comes back to this uh uh the judge you know we often judge ourselves and um that also creates this like freedom this lack of freedom uh because we're constantly like okay like i'm not living up to maybe how i was raised or how i was taught and all these societal rules that we thought we were told like this is how you wash your hands this is how you brush your teeth this is how often you shower this is what kind of stuff you use this is how you do your hair this is what kind of stuff you're supposed to wear or not 
um, this is what you're supposed to do with like your education or with your career or not have a career or not have a job or not get an education you know it kind of just depends what values we were raised around we kind of start thinking that way and so you know the hard part about the mind is that um you know we can be both the judge and the victim at the same time and um I guess one of the harder parts about that is that we don't quite, um, like, we don't quite always know how to, how to deal with that, um, but a lot of that comes from, you know, uh, that we limit ourselves, you know, we limit ourselves, we limit, we limit the way that we challenge ourselves on a lot of these things, right, so, I mean, I, I don't have all the answers, but I would say, um, one thing that I've maybe realized is, um, is, um, you know, Um, a lot of times we're, we're hesitant to challenge, we're hesitant to challenge things. Um, now I, now I have the kind of mindset, the kind of, uh, mind that does not mind challenging things, but I did kind of learn that there are people that I know in my social circles that do not like to uh, sit and challenge stuff it's too overwhelming and I was like oh like I didn't know that that was really like a thing you know I never understood why people sometimes people were like not challenging things maybe didn't like reading books like the four agreements or anything that has to do with like self-help or just like challenging ideas uh you know people didn't some people just don't like that and on the other hand, I would say that if there are areas where, uh, as an individual, you realize your energy dips or it kind of throws you through a spiral, in a spiral, or you find yourself unhappy and just kind of like, you know, um, just kind of like triggered you know, I would say those are natural signs that, you know, your mind and your body are trying to tell you something. Almost like when you don't sleep enough, you know, your mind and body are going to let you know, right? Once you do actually wake up, you're not going to feel perfect. You're going to feel like you didn't sleep enough usually, right? Especially if it keeps going on, you know, after a couple days, at least you'll start feeling like, you know, I definitely need some caffeine or something to kind of pick me up, you know, um, you won't feel like, okay, I can just wake up and rock it today. You'll, you'll feel a little different, right? And same with, um, you know, um, 
Same with like, um, how you'll feel around, uh, you know, if you've been around someone who just doesn't make you feel good or doesn't, uh, help you to feel good, um, or makes you feel bad, you know, you'll notice that, you know, um, your mind will start being like, oh man, like, you'll notice you don't want to be around this person, you don't feel happy when you're, you know, trying to meet up, you're kind of more anxious, you know, you're more like, oh, I have to go meet this person, and kind of thinking like, I hope nothing goes wrong, you know, because you already know this person's patterns of how they are. So I would say usually um, those, for people who don't really ever challenge things, those are probably, if people are at a place where they want to start changing things a lot, um, those are the places to maybe focus into and see like, hey, you know, like, I feel this way around these this certain person or the certain boss or the certain situation and just kind of challenging it you know why do I feel this way you know um because whatever it is you have a certain energy frequency and they have another energy frequency and there's something about the way your energy frequency is and the way theirs is that makes it so that you feel uncomfortable um, there might also be something about the way your energy frequency is that triggers a person to be toxic. So, you know, it, it can work both ways. Like, um, you might be completely innocent and not provoking anybody, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, when you're around somebody else, they might feel a sense of discomfort because of how calm you are or how sensitive you are or how vulnerable you can be i've definitely noticed that people who have narcissistic traits do not like it when people are humble when people are you know kind of uh just comfortable in their own calmness they need to steer they need to they need to stir that up they need to kind of you know throw a wrench in it you know they really want to bring the energy frequency to their side of how they like chaos and drama and gaslighting and all that, you know? So you'll notice that if you're a very calm person, you likely might attract a lot of people in your life that are not calm and that are dramatic and narcissistic and have those kind of issues. Or if you are the problematic person you know, if you kind of notice, you know, people kind of don't seem to kind of come towards you. They, like, if you leave everything and just never, you know, reach out to anybody for, like, months on end, are people reaching out to you? Like, hey, you know, where you been? Like, hey, what's up? It's been a while. Um, it might be you. It might be you. It might be, you know, people aren't reaching out to you for some kind of reason um who knows what that is you know um, um you know i i 
have a pretty bad habit of, of, you know, consuming a lot of caffeine and then just like, you know, when I'm doing tedious work, I get a little distracted and then I start, you know, um, like texting people and I can definitely overdo it. And I know that I can, but I think most people who know me, they know, you know, it, it's not, if I'm texting you and it's just about like blah, 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 you really don't have to read it. So I notice if people aren't answering that I'm probably bugging them and I can kind of be like, all right, take a, take a backseat, you know, for a bit. But usually if I'm caffeinated, I don't catch it right away. I'm just like, I just, my intention is just to say, hey, what's up? And then all of a sudden I need to say all these other things. So it's kind of like, you know, but, you know, I've got another friend, uh, I've got a friend who kind of like I'll basically have to block them for most of the week and then I'll keep it unblocked for like a day or two just because like sometimes they're sending me 14 15 messages a day and I'm just like I'm not gonna read that you know and so like even today you know I've received um I've received one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight messages from this person since almost 8 a.m. And it's a little after 10.30 a.m. now. So not even three hours. They've already sent eight messages. Um... And before that, they sent, like, a whole bunch of other messages, too. And so it's like, you know, I kind of have to, I have to, because otherwise it's like, I start missing other messages because I'm like, every time I look at my phone, it's like I've got all these missed messages, and they're all from this one person that's pretty much having, like, a one-sided rant conversation with me about all the stuff that they're upset about. And I've kind of told them, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to read all this, and, you know, sometimes other people's stuff that they have to say stresses me out so I'm just like I just go offline for a while and that's my way of saying you know I've put you on block until I feel like reading your messages and then I'll unblock it and respond to the last one that I saw and you can respond while you're unblocked but otherwise once I get sick of it I just block it and I don't I don't feel bad I'm like you know I've told them in as many ways as I can that you know if I don't respond, it's because I'm stressed out. If I don't respond, it's because I'm doing other stuff. And they still will send me like 14, 15 messages a day, just back to back. And I know it's probably the caffeine and I get it because I can be the same way. But, you know, that's just how it is. But this isn't what I would say is like a toxic trait. It's it's a minor annoyance, right? It's like, all right, this is a little annoying. I know I can get a little annoying. I know other people can get a little annoying. So I'm like, it's a little annoying. And so I just leave it, you know, I'm like, whatever, I found my way of dealing with it. And if they don't like my method of dealing with it, they could easily just stop doing it, right? Like they know more than just me, but um, if they don't really understand that sometimes I really don't want to dive into their issues or hear about the kind of stuff that they have to say, because it's usually negative, um, I usually just ignore it and it's always like the same kind of theme and this person seems to easily be agitated with 
others others and other situations and so i'm just kind of like i don't see what i get out of reading those messages sometimes because i don't feel similarly uh they feel differently about gender and about sexuality and about race and ethnicity and you know finances and all these different things they've kind of have this outlook on life that's from their perspective and we have different perspectives on life in general which is fine but I don't believe in a lot of stuff that they believe in like they really kind of um I don't know how to explain it but I just don't believe similarly and you you don't have to believe the same thing as other people you know you can have your own opinions your own beliefs and you can change those at any time and that's perfectly fine but yeah, that's the one thing that I'm kind of like, that I would caution to is, you know, you know, you don't have to be, um, you don't have to allow people to overwhelm you. Like if I tell certain people I'm only available at this time and then they want to keep calling me at other times, then I'm like, well, you must really not want to talk to me because I'm not available. You know, I, I can't be talking at those times. And so that's just how it is, you know. And, you know, it, it for me it helps to kind of keep stricter boundaries with certain people. Not with everybody, but with certain people. So it's like, okay, if I got to go, I got to go. You know, if I've got stuff I'm doing and it's what was important for me that day, but someone else wants to postpone and do something 90 minutes later, than they said they wanted to do it. I'm like, okay, well, I'll still be there, but I'm not going to be there at the time that you need. I'm going to be there at the time that we initially agreed on, you know? So just because I'm going to have to leave early, like if I schedule lunch with a friend and we're going to meet before the lunch rush, so if we're going to meet at 1130 and then all of a sudden, you know, because I'm like, I want to be done by 1.30 and then all of a sudden they want to meet at like just before one, then it's like, well, I have to one thirty, so I will be leaving at one thirty. You know, it's like I can be flexible, maybe, but maybe I don't want to be flexible. You know, like I said, what time I wanted to a lot, and we've been talking about this for a week. Why should I have to like change my mind? You know what I mean? So things like that. I don't feel bad, you know, and there's things that have taken a long time for me to kind of challenge. You know, I've got certain family members that want me spending my money a certain way, want me traveling a lot, want me, you know, spending a lot the way that they do. And I kind of grew up around certain adults where I was like, I saw how they were spending and I was like, this is stressful. You know, when you're a kid and you're relying on certain people in your family and they're telling you, oh, we don't have money, you know, and I'm like, well, I can't go make money because I'm a little kid. You know, so it's like if they're telling you, you know, we're in a bad money situation or like some other family members, like they need to borrow money or else they're going to get their car taken away or whatever it is. And it's like I, I would see people doing stuff like that. And I was like, you know, but I would also see, oh, maybe they went and spent like a week at Disneyland and took another trip, you know to New York for Christmas and New Year's Eve and they didn't really have to and we're doing all these other things and now they don't have any money and so it's like I can kind of see that 
And I was like, that sounds stressful. I don't want that. So, you know, as an older person now, I still see those people who are adults, but they're older and I'm older, but they're still older than me. And, you know, a lot of them haven't changed. You know, they still have their issues with debts, their issues with, you know, just buying stuff, um, their issues with not paying things the way they need to and just choosing to use their money in other ways. And then now they want me, now that I'm older, to be traveling with them and doing all this other stuff. But they don't understand why would I want to be responsible with my money? Why would I not want to spend my money doing things the way that they do them? And they, they you know, we kind of butt heads over it and they'll often bring it up. Like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And I'm like, because I'm being responsible and that's kind of my boundary. Like, I'm not going to let them pressure me into spending my money on stuff that they want me to do just because it's more important for them for me to spend my money to do what they want me to do than it is for them to see me, you know, saving or paying off debt or paying down debt or you know, investing, they don't want to see or talk about that. They want to, you know, see me spend my money and be irresponsible and then figure it out later. That's what they want, you know, because they just want what they want. And I'm like, no, no more of this, you know, no more of putting up with, you know, what people need from me. You know, I don't care what people need from me, you know, like most people I know are independent enough that they should not be needing something from me and at this point uh i'm the last person people should be needing anything from you know it's like i got access to three old broken half broken down cars uh my work situation is like whatever i'm making of it right now uh mostly trying to do my own gig work but and freelancing but you know i am interested in working for a company but i am kind of putting that not as a priority, I've still been um, yeah, but um, like it's good to try to just take a look around, you know, like it's hard to see sometimes like it's not like really about like blaming and like saying like who's at fault right i think most of us who gravitate towards these books it's like we can kind of already see you know where things came from maybe not maybe we're not trained to do that but you know we're interested in reflecting and doing what we need to do for things to change um and sometimes you know one thing i had to realize and i'm glad i realized um was you know there's discomfort in in keeping those negative things the same and never changing them and there's discomfort in changing them so sometimes it's like which discomfort do you want more do you want the discomfort that comes with the change or do you want the discomfort that comes with just not changing and you know, like people, like when it comes to boundaries with people, boundaries that work for you, and you have people in your life who aren't good with boundaries, 
it's not going to be easy. That's going to be uncomfortable because when you start setting boundaries with them, they want to argue, they want to debate, they want to try to push you over to believing what they believe and they don't really want to hear you out. They want to try to discredit you or, you know, some people take it to extremes. And so it's like, that's uncomfortable. So when you start setting boundaries, those people, those same people who needed the boundaries that are making you uncomfortable, feeling like you're obligated to them to go out of your way to do stuff that they need you to do on their time in their way. And when you start saying no, then they start hassling you about it, even if it's just on the spot mild, you know, but for me, I've had to walk away. I'm like, this is them having bad behavior and basically throwing a a tantrum over not getting their way. And they're trying to do this to persuade me to go against my own boundaries that are best for myself. And I have called it out on the spot and they don't want to hear it. You know, they still say what they need to say to try to make me feel bad. And I just walked away. I was like, okay, this is inappropriate. But that's kind of how it is. It's like, that's not comfortable. That's not fun. I could just give in and be like, okay, if I give in, then at least we're not arguing about it. But then here I am with this other issue, like maybe if it's a money thing, now I'm stuck having to be broke and go against my own financial goals because I'm trying to appease this other person because they want me to like, go you know all over the world with them and stuff like that instead of saving for my own future and so you know there's things like that where um you know sometimes I can see where people are coming from but also it's like I think they also don't see the full picture you know and so you know like sometimes that's just kind of how it's going to be and you know, um, like, I don't mind it so much now, you know, it's easier for me to do now, the more I do it, the easier it gets, um, and the more, you know, I find myself less, um, less bogged down by their issues that they can't get under control, um, So, like, I have certain friends that maybe I don't talk to them at certain hours of the evening because I know they always are drinking. And so I don't like talking to them when they're drinking because it's not a back and forth conversation. And so the friends I have like that, I'm like, call me before this time. And if they can't call me before that time because they only want to call me while they're drunk, then we're not talking, you know? Um, I mean, I have a lot of situations where it's like, the more I've done what's best for myself, I'm less and less bothered, you know? Um, And I'm kind of stubborn about it, but it's like, okay, now I'm not bothered by the person who always wants me to take lavish trips because they know I'm not going to do it, you know? And they might see me take another trip and be like, like, well, look, you did that one. I'm like, yeah, well, that one cost me $800. And what you wanted me to do is going to cost me $6,000. You know, it's like they don't really understand you know they try to like make it seem like it's something that it's not 
and you know they still constantly a lot of these people don't change their own behaviors they keep on doing whatever the heck isn't the best fit for me but they'll keep on doing it you know the person who's you know rant texting is still rant texting me the person who wants to call me while they're drunk at like 10 o'clock at night and i don't really want to talk then they still call me and i will i will ignore those texts from that annoying person i will ignore the calls from that other drunk friend you know i'll i just ignore it i'm like you already know what it is i already told you and i'm not being unreasonable i'm not saying i don't want to talk or i don't want to text or i don't want to hang out or go to go on trips i'm not saying i don't want to do these things but just these few situations of not having someone who's like text bombing me all day every day not not having someone who's calling me drunk every night and not having someone who's constantly wanting me to spend every last cent and go into debt to like make plans to go do all this crazy stuff with them just those three situations with three people just me taking my own energy back from them has been pretty great you know um because those are you know you know to me it's worth it more that i don't have to focus on the energy that they're trying to suck out of me it's like oh you want to text me all day go on ahead i'm just i'm not going to respond you know like not rewarding people you know to do the the bad things that they want to do and i'm not saying it's like this person's like slapping me or punching me or you know yelling in my face and cussing me out like it's not like at that level it's not like that but it's like it doesn't it doesn't have to be at that level it can be simple little things and if this is what i need for myself to kind of organize my own time in that way then that's what i'm gonna do i'm not gonna bend over backwards um so i kind of noticed that you know i kind of had those um kind of things that i'd had i've had to change um it almost reminds me of do you guys remember that show super nanny or nanny 911 uh there were some shows like that that were popular with these british nannies that would come in and all the time there would be like you know one kid who hits or throws things or throws tantrums doesn't want to take bath time on time doesn't want to eat their vegetables doesn't want to do their chores doesn't want to sleep and kind of keeps calling the parents in to like sleep in their and you know to like you know you would see these households that were like in chaos with these parents that were like we don't know what to do with this kid they won't sleep in their own bed they only want to sleep in my bed and me and my spouse have a bed together and now this kid is kind of up in our bed all the time kind of coming between me and my partner and you know um maybe 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 you know you see those people um you know they're coming up and uh you know like with the kids like say you have uh, a person with kids who's um you know 
yeah, with that situation, sleeping in their parents' bed, you know, the nanny would say, pick the kid up, take them back to their crib, you know, sit in the room, you know, and every night you sit there and just keep taking them back to bed, take them back to bed, don't give in, don't give in, you know, and eventually the behavior that you've been rewarding all the time will stop because eventually that other yeah, that child's going to realize, you know, you're just going to keep putting me back in my crib, you know, um, they're going to have to learn to sleep there, you know, because maybe if it's getting in the way of your marriage, then, you know, like the adults need their time too, without the children, um, in their space. And so, um, you know, that's kind of how that goes, but I kind of say that, like, it's almost equivalent to when we're adults dealing with other adults. It's like, sometimes, you know, we can't reward the stuff that we don't like, you know, because if you keep rewarding it and rewarding it and rewarding it, you know, they're going to keep doing it, and maybe they will still keep doing it, even if you don't reward it anymore. Sometimes they even kick it up a notch, but you know, maybe they will keep doing it, but it's like, at least the ball is in your court, and you can decide if you're gonna, you know, tap into it, or if you're just gonna avoid it, and so that's kind of how I've been seeing it, where it's like, it's hard, it's hard to do, boundaries are hard to set, but it also keeps you from judging yourself, because you're now doing what's best for you, you know, the agreement, you know, that you're not following the old agreement anymore of how you were taught of what you need to give into, you know, oh, I feel bad if I don't answer their texts. Oh, I feel bad and a little guilty if I don't answer their phone calls because they called me. I'm not saying this even happened, but like, you know, they called me crying at like 10 o'clock at night and left this three long voicemails. They were at, at the maximum length about how they really want to talk and like, you know, just trying to like get me to go against my boundaries. That didn't happen, but I'm just saying like people will do that kind of stuff and they do it because they want what's best for them and they're not thinking about what's best for you. And when you've spelled it out, you know, you have a choice, you know, am I going to keep giving in because I keep feeling bad? Or am I going to do what I need for myself to start feeling better and get away from those old agreements of how I've told myself, oh, I need to, I need to give in to this person because I know they're lonely and I'm their only friend. I need to give in to this person because I know they're struggling with their drugs. I need to give in to this person because I know that, you know, the way that they, you know, that they, you know, um, that they prefer quality time. And because they prefer quality time, they want me to spend all my money to go hang out and do stuff with them. You know, um, that, that's what they need. But it's like, well, what do I, what about what I need? When do I start giving to me what I need? And I've noticed, you know, it has changed my energy. You know, I've spent less time being angry or bitter or losing sleep at night about replaying uh, like how annoying this person is being and how 
upset I was at reading those long texts about these negative messages that just get in my mind and I'm like, man, now I've got all this like negative stuff in my head. Like I stopped, I stopped, you know, I was like, well, I'm not even having all that negative stuff in my head because I didn't even read it. You know, um, I'm not even up late and stressed out about this crying drunk friend calling me on the phone and can't get off the phone because they can't understand that, hey, I got to go to bed, you know, and they don't understand that or play like they can't understand that because they're too drunk. It's like, no, that's not happening. That's not what's happening. I'm doing what I need for me. And they can just do what they want to keep doing. If they're not at a place to change those old agreements that they've made, that they've been set, that they've been told that, hey, I have to give in to this or else I, I will feel bad for that person. I'll feel bad like I'm not being a good friend. I mean, all these kind of situations I've mentioned, all these people, some people would just cut them off altogether, right? So I'm like, I'm not being mean. When I'm like, hey, these are my limits. I'm trying to structure my own life around my own energy and, and find more energy where I can. Because I notice that with a lot of people. A lot of us are overwhelmed, you know, especially if you work online, especially if you work online in any way. You're online all day. You know, you're bombarded with like multitasking all day long. And then you have your phone that's on, on you all the time that's blowing up. And, you know, you're bombarded by all the stuff on your phone. I mean, there's no way to get away from it. Like, I notice when my anxiety starts going up, I need to put the phone away, put it in a in my gym bag or put it somewhere else in another part of the room and just don't touch it, you know, <laughs> turn it, turn it off or turn it down. Like, I'm not looking at it and I'm not touching it. It's over there and I'm doing my own thing. Um, that's hard to do, but you know, sometimes it needs to be done. And when you start feeling that anxiety about someone else or that pressure regarding someone else, sometimes it's like, just look at it. Look at where your energy is naturally. And usually if your energy feels negative or low or heavy, usually there's a reason for that. It's usually going to be attached either to some practical thing like sleep, appetite, nutrition, exercise, um, vitamins, that kind of thing. It's going to be either something practical or it's going to be something emotional um, or spiritual or somewhere along those lines. Like it's going to be something that is lacking. And so being able to point what point out what that is and see what the options are for yourself, like what are the options for changing it? What are the options for not changing it? What are the options for keeping it exactly the same? Um, what are the things that I want to change? What are the things that I don't want to change? Can I still change things that I don't want to change and get better results? Because that's what I've had to do. Change some things that I wasn't really quite wanting to change or willing to change. Like I don't want to tell people that I find them annoying and I try to be nice, but sometimes it's like, you can't be nice, you know? And I'm kind of, I guess I've got a bad reputation for like saying it like it is, but I'm like, dude, at a certain point, when do I let, when do I stop letting people inconvenience me? 
like I have a there was a situation and this is gonna be the last thing I'll say but there was a situation a long time ago um where me and some close friends we all kind of were at a at another group of close friends house and I don't know if we had meant to stay overnight there but we all ended up staying overnight like a whole group of us and you know the next morning we were all gonna be hungry and tired and hungover and I was like I just want to get up shower and go eat a whole lot of food with my friends because we're gonna be like hungover and you know I get up you know I shower uh you know I'm ready to rock and roll another one of my friends wants to shower and um you know I was thinking oh well while I'm showering she's gonna go get her stuff and then when she comes back she'll be ready you know but no she waited till I got out of the shower to go get her stuff from her car that was parked like maybe a block or so away she had to go get her stuff walk all the way back um and then she gets in the shower right when we're we could have left like the rest of us were ready to go they were waiting for me to take a shower and then we were gonna go and then this other friend I thought okay at least if she's gonna take a shower she'll probably do it right after me but she didn't even start right after I got out she was still like 10-15 minutes after then she wants to start taking a shower and I'm just like no like this is not how this is gonna be because the other friends you know it was their house and they were like well you guys can't just leave this other person here you know because they're uh, you can't leave this person here showering because like they didn't really know that person and so they're like the rest of you who know this person because all of us were ready to leave they're like you guys need to stay and that's when I was like well well then you know I was telling the other person who was gonna take a shower like well hurry up you know like you have like 10-15 minutes I think I said 10 minutes expecting they were gonna take like 15 but I was like I didn't feel bad saying that I'm like why should I feel bad like they already they already could have taken a shower within that 10 or 15 minutes after I had been out of the shower but they waited and decided to go start getting their stuff at that time and then they waited you know and I'm like you already knew that we were trying to leave because I already mentioned how hungry I was and I already mentioned how tired and hungover and we all were mentioning this and I felt like that person was not only inconveniencing me but inconveniencing the people whose house it was inconveniencing the rest of the group of friends who all wanted to leave but I was the only one who said anything (laughs) you know and I know it came out rude but I was like I don't feel bad about it it's like if somebody's gonna go out of their way to inconvenience me you know sometimes not always but sometimes I feel like it's fine to say something um maybe the tone could be different or nicer but at the same time it's like sometimes you have to be stern with people because these are the same people that everybody will be complaining and bitching and moaning about everybody will get in a group and I'm not saying this happens like but I'm just saying usually those types of people have a reputation where everybody's like oh they're always making me run like an hour late 30 40 minutes late this person is really bad with time like whenever I come pick them up they're never ready and then there's somebody like me that's going to be like I will wait two minutes and if I haven't heard from you or if you don't give me an ETA I'm leaving and I've done that to people before because I'm like there's no reason you shouldn't be ready like 
I used to have a friend that I would pick up that I lived maybe 10 to 15 minutes from them. So I would tell them I'm, you know, I'm leaving thinking they have 10 to 15 minutes to get ready. And I mean, like, you could pretty much take a quick shower and get pretty, pretty much prepared in 10 or 15 minutes. And let's say they weren't even ready. By the time I get there, if I'm waiting five minutes and I would stay in the car, I stopped going into the house because if I would go in the house, it would take even longer. So I would stay in the car and, you know, usually I would get there. They would take more than five minutes, meaning that from the time I left my house, they had 15 to 20 extra minutes to be getting ready. I don't know that many people that can't just like quickly, even if you're taking a shower, jump in the shower, put on your clothes, let's go. Like you should be ready within 20 minutes. That's like if you're rushing and you're really, really rushing that bad, you should be able to get ready in 20 minutes. Like maybe you're not going to cook and eat breakfast. Maybe you're not going to like put on all your makeup and like blow dry your hair and do all the fancy stuff. But it's like you should be able to do like a quick like in and out shower and, you know, be ready. So so why is it that a person like that, you know, feels like it's okay? Because everybody, everyone I knew who ever would give this person rides would say, yeah, I'm always late. I'm waiting 30 minutes, 40 minutes, waiting 30, 40 minutes for a person when you already told them you're on your way and you're going to be there in 10 or 15 minutes and you still have to wait an extra 30, 40 minutes. And this is more than once a week, every week for years. I mean, you eventually have to say something, right? I mean, that's why that's why for me I'm like if it's a, if it's a person who tends to have a pattern and they're not just bothering me and it's bothering other people too, I have I have no problem just pointing it out and being like, "Look, this is an inconvenience for me." You know, if I'm taking you to to school cuz we live at the if we if we go to the same school and you're making me late for class, or you're making me late for work, or you're making me late for church, or you're making me late for stuff. Um, on occasion, maybe, but if it's every single day, that's not going to be okay at all. You cannot be making me late every single day. Um, it's not okay. So, I just, I just, I never, I never liked that. I never thought it was okay. I never thought it was appropriate, but yeah, there were definitely people who would, who would want, you know, to be doing those things, you know, and let, let it keep going on. And then there are going to be a whole other group of people that are going to be like, well, I feel bad telling that person how I actually feel. And I'm like, well, yeah, I feel bad too. I'm not like, pleased to have to be like feeling that way but I'm also you know I feel like I didn't want to wake up 30 minutes early to have to take this person places while they're still sleeping in you know I didn't want to have to get ready like I think sometimes people who give who people who get rides a lot of times might not understand this other person had to go out of their way to leave early to come get you you know and you're not even ready you got to rest or watch that extra movie or sleep in or do whatever that extra thing was, you should be ready, you know, you should be ready. 
when someone comes to pick you up. And if you're not, at least say so and at least say how long it's going to take. And, you know, I feel like five minutes is maybe the max somebody should be waiting in their car for, for a person. Um, like maybe you get your wires crossed, but five minutes to me is like max. So when I started telling this person two minutes and there were times when I left them, there were times when I was like, look, I got to be somewhere in like 10 minutes. And if I don't leave now, I'm going to be late. And mind you, I'm talking LA traffic. So it's like, you can't be dealing with stuff like that, you know, and there are plenty of people who will expect everybody to be putting up with their lateness and giving them rides everywhere and going out of their way about it and they never apologize they're not paying for your gas you know they don't feel bad about it you know or maybe they do feel bad about it they just don't get the problem fixed and for me it's like i've dealt with so many people like that that i'm like i don't want to be inconvenienced and so it's either no i can't pick you up or sorry i'm gonna be in a rush or, you know, you got to be ready on time or else I'm going to leave you. You know, why Why am I the bad guy if the other person is going to be making me late and isn't going to be ready, right? So that's kind of how I see it. I'm like, why would I be the, why am I the bad guy? I'm not the bad guy. The other person is the bad guy for for never being on time and for all the other people that they're inconveniencing. If it's not me, it's going to be somebody else that they're inconveniencing and so and it's not even by five minutes not even by 10 minutes I'm talking 30 40 minutes like you know the amount of time it takes you to drive a good length of LA that person wouldn't even be ready yet and I'm like what are you doing you know like I've been in their house before when they were when they were trying to be ready and I would look at them and be like well you're ready you're showered, you've eaten, you have all your stuff by the door, so why are we not leaving yet? Like, you know, and it was all the time. It was all the time, like, literally all the time. And, um, you know, I just, I had to do something. I had to do and say something about it. Otherwise, it wouldn't ever change. And so, I don't really even know. Um, I don't really even know, I don't know what else I can really say about it, but it's like, you know, that's kind of how I see it, and a lot of people might not um, agree, a lot of people might be like, well, you need to always bend for those people, and it's like, yeah, maybe a little bit at first, you know, but after a while, somebody has to get it together, you know, that's just how it has to be. And I don't, I don't try to be like a jerk, but it's like, for me, it's like certain stuff is important, you know, like it's one thing if it's not something important, but it's like, if I'm on a, on a, on a time, timely kind of thing, like got to be at class on time, got to be at a meeting on time, got to be across town on time, got to be at a birthday on time, got to be at a wedding on time, you know, um, got to be at the gym on time maybe I took some c4 and I'm like you know I'm wait I know it's going to kick in on this at this time and this person wants to come to the gym with me so I'm not going to wait 40 extra minutes because it like the peak would have already passed of my pre-workout kicking in and it's like now it's messing up my workout schedule because I'm waiting for this person and it's like stuff like that you know like why should I be the one 
who constantly has to be inconvenienced because of other people's nonsense, you know? And I'm not even saying we can't be friends. I'm just saying if you want a ride from me, if you want a convenient ride from me, you have to be on time. If you want a convenient, you know, conversation with me on the phone, it needs to be at a certain time. If you want my attention and my energy, you can't be coming all drunk and where I'm just like, what am I getting out of this? If I'm spending two hours with you on the phone and you're drunk off your ass and can't even remember anything that I said and talking over me and not even listening to anything I'm saying, it's like, what am I getting out of this? You know what I mean? Um, and I, I'm, I'm totally capable of being selfless. I've been selfless, you know, but I've played that game you know, for a very long time. And I hit a point where, you know, I was like around 2020, that's when I was like, I'm going to start being more selfish. I'm going to start doing more of what I need for me. And it's taken three years up to this time to finally start feeling like I kind of know more what I need for myself. I don't need crazy ass roommates. I don't need to be like overly interactive with my family I don't need to be sharing with them every single detail of what I do you know I don't need to be you know I don't need people keeping tabs on me and knowing where I'm at all the time you know I don't need people knowing every place that I attend and who I'm with you know I don't need people calling me late at night when I'm already trying to sleep if they don't really need anything and even if they do need something what do they need from me like I can't do anything I don't have money to help you you know I don't have anything that can really actually help somebody so why should I be you know giving my energy to people if I can't I don't have energy to give you know like I need my energy for myself You know, there have been days where earlier, if I look at earlier this year in 2023, there were days where it would take almost everything to cook a healthy meal. And now I'm regularly cooking healthy meals. It would take almost everything to cook, uh, to to get up and go to the gym. And now I'm able to kind of do that. It would take almost everything, you know, for me to do certain things. And like it would take all my energy. And so why should I have to take all my, all my little bit of energy for other people when I hardly have it, you know? Um, and so that's kind of how I see it. That's how I've been viewing it. And, um, the more I kind of try to tweak my, uh, schedules and my activities according to my own needs, um it's been working out really well and i've been kind of in this process of deconstructing these old agreements and putting up more boundaries and you know just slowly slowly over the years just being like well this person i don't really need to actually talk to them anymore like we don't have business like the old the old guy that i used to rent a room from where I lived in the house with all those crazy ass people. Like, I don't need to keep in touch with him. Like, yeah, I feel bad because he was a lonely old man, but I'm like, I don't need to keep in touch with him because he's annoying. I don't have to take his phone calls. 
uh, he went past so many of my boundaries so much of the time, you know, like having long conversations when I didn't want to, to the point where I got off the phone by my phone dying, my phone battery dying. He would, you know, talk to me when I didn't want to talk to him. He'd start conversations, come knocking on my door and just hold me at the door, kind of having these long conversations about stuff that I don't want to talk about. He would, you know, I remember once, it was kind of one of the last straws for me when he was telling me, like, you need to, like, he would kind of just, like, come to my door so he could, like, peek in the door. And he would be like, you need to clean your room and, like, clean off the fan. And I'm just like, don't tell me what to do. Like, you need to get your shit together. Like, the reason why I don't have time to clean or energy to clean is because I'm losing sleep living with all these crazy-ass people who are waking me up at all hours of the night. Like, I don't have energy to be cleaning my, my room, you know? Like, what difference does it make? You don't sleep in my room. He didn't clean the house either. I'm like, get the bugs out of our house, you know? <laughs> like, get the rats out of our house, you know? Quiet down some of these housemates. Like, that's your job, you know? Don't don't tell me how I need to put my room together. Like, you know? And to me, it was just, like, overstepping. I'm like, don't tell me what to do you know, but, you know, and he would call, I would tell him to text, and he would call and call and call, and I would just tell him to text me, and I'm like, once I get on the phone, he's gonna keep me on the phone, um, and so, yeah, I was kind of over all that, and I was like, once I moved, I was like, why am I still taking this guy's calls, like, he owed me, like, a little bit back for my deposit. Let's call it $300. I don't know how much it was, but let's call it $300 to $300. Um, I don't know how much it was exactly, but that's what we're going to call it. And, um, yeah, he owed me some money back. And I was like, you know, it's not worth keeping in touch with this guy for two or $300. So I just told him, and my last message to him was, you know what? If you want to pay me back, you know how to get in touch with me. You have my address. Um, just mail me a check if you don't want to pay me back. Because it seems like it's too hard for you to do it even in installments of like $25 or whatever. If you don't want to do it, that's going to be up to you. And, you know, goodbye kind of thing. And I just, you know, blocked this number. So I was like, now I don't have any ties with him or anybody else who lived in that house that I don't want to have ties with and so yeah I just left it alone and I don't really need more um interactions you know because you know it was keeping that kind of annoying relationship going because whenever he would call he would be oh it's about the money kind of thing and then it wouldn't be. It would be about him venting about one of the other housemates or something. And I'm like, bro, you're the one who wouldn't get rid of these annoying ass people. You're the one who's in charge of who lives in this house. So why are you calling me venting that all these people are annoying? Like, I know that's why I moved, <laughs> you know? So it would be stuff like that, that I was like, you know, I'm not putting up with this anymore. Um, as people are getting more and more chaotic and more and more, you know, uh, 
you know, having more and more issues. I'm noticing more and more people in my life having more and more issues. And I'm not going to take on their issues, you know. Like, I don't work in mental health right now. Um, not for pay anyways. I'll do volunteer stuff, but I don't do it for pay. So if I'm not getting paid to do it, um, then I'm not going to do it. And that's just how it is, you know. Um, and that's just kind of how it has to be. And it's unfortunate, you know. But the alternative option is let these people bulldoze me and then another alternative option is cut all the people off whenever they ignore they annoy me so i try not to just be cutting people off like that i mean he's the one person i probably well him and the other two people who lived in the house they're probably the only people i've cut off um for a really long time uh there was someone else i had there was a point where i was considering who i was going to cut off um, cause I was like, there's some people I'm just going to have to like, you know, cut some people off. Um, and so, you know, there weren't a lot of people that I cut off, but the ones that I did, I'm like, oh, they gotta go. Like what's in this for me? You know, like, um, if it's not like a, like a mutual kind of like back and forth, you know, and sometimes, you know, I'll need things from people and sometimes people will need things from me. That's fine. But I'm talking about the people who always need, 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 you know, those are the people that I'm more like, okay, like, what is this person actually giving in return? You know, they're not giving anything but problems. And so those are the people that I've mostly taken more interest in cutting, cutting, cutting off from or limiting my energy with um but yeah that for me you know it's still a starting point I feel like I'm still at the beginning of it uh but I've definitely been feeling so much better since I've been able to kind of do things in a way that's more aligned with what I prefer versus what other people need from me um like I'm not a parent I don't have pets and so there should be nobody who needs anything from me um and that's kind of how it it was feeling it was feeling like I had like eight different people who all had their own issues that knew because I worked in mental health they could have their problems around me and I would be understanding and it's like yeah I'm understanding but it doesn't mean that I'm gonna let your problems interfere with my life I understand what your problems might be and I try to be flexible with it but there's a point where I have to be kind of rigid with what I need and you know I'm not going to be letting people make me sway over different stuff just to kind of bend towards what they want um but I don't know um I think you know it's up to each person kind of what what it is that they want to do and um it's not easy i mean i'm not saying i have all the answers that might not be the right way fully to um deal with these kinds of problems but um yeah so i don't know but um with that thanks for listening